Welcome to this week in the Atlantic Coast Conference. This is the podcast for AllSportsDiscussion.com. I'm your moderator. This is Matthew. You can follow me on Twitter at at Hokiesmash underscore ASD. And joining me as always is Jeffrey Fan, who you can follow on Twitter at at TalkinACC Sports. He's the co-host for this podcast. We are sponsored by Main Street Pharmacy in Blacksburg. And again, that's Main Street Pharmacy in Blacksburg. And we'll mention a lot more about them later here in the podcast. Um, we have a brand new guest tonight. We have Steve, Steve Heigel here. He is the president of Just College Football net and just collegebasketball.net. He's got a few other irons in the fire that we'll probably ask him about. He is a John R. Wooden Award voter. He's a member of the U.S. Basketball Writers Association and the Football Writers Association of America. Uh, he is, he's, he's just, he seems like he's all over the place, right? And you can follow his Twitter on, and at Steve Heigl, and I make sure that I pronounce that name right, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, before we get into it. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's Hego. Go ahead. Hego. Hego, just like Okay. Hego. Okay, okay. I was going to say if I blew it. Yeah, sorry about that. Right. You can follow him on Twitter at S-T-E-V-E-H-I-E-G-E-L. He's from pretty much from the same neck of the woods I am up here on the DMV. He's up, up in the suburban Baltimore area. I live in, out in northern Virginia. So, Steve, welcome to the All Sports Discussion ACC podcast. By the way, you can follow our site Twitter account at, at AllSportsDACC. And we're really happy to have you come on the show, man. And we just want you, I mean, I, I gave a brief rundown of your bio, but tell us about yourself, Stephen, anything that you want to plug. The floor is yours right now. Yeah, sure. Thank you very much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, just gotten a couple websites going, uh, the JustCollegeFootball.net site. Um, I'm slowly getting it launched this year. Uh, I've been going doing a stadium review. I know you, you if you if you're a Twitter follower out there, you've probably seen other uh, people trying to go to every stadium, FBS stadium around the country. I'm trying to do the same thing. I'm only in year one, so I've only been to three stadiums, but uh, I got a long way to go. Um, I bought built the analytical um, system for the website as well. I was going to launch it this year, but I'm still kinking with it, um, so I hadn't gotten that going yet. But a lot of articles on the site and um, weekly rankings and some other information about college football as well. So be sure to check out the site, www.justcollegefootball.net. And thanks again for having me on the show. Hey, man, we're always happy to have brand new voices, brand new voices on this show, and that's, that's a big deal of, of this show. We always tell our listeners out there that the guests make the show. So thank you for, com- thank you for coming on. So let's get right to it, man. Let's review the prior week, week three for the ACC for football, right? Which ACC football team was the most disappointing this week in week three? And then on the flip side, give us your ACC team that was the most impressive in week three. So here you go, man. The floor is yours. Yeah, I think the most disappointing team, unfortunately, uh, was Florida State. Um, I I didn't 100% expect them to win at Wake Forest, but I expected it to be a really close game, and they just they got blown out um, after coming off a tight loss to Notre Dame and then the last-second loss to Jacksonville State. Wake Forest is a solid team, but I, I didn't think Wake Forest would beat them by. I think it was the final score was 21 points, if not more. Um, so I, I, was, I was very surprised by that. As for the team that I was most impressed with was Georgia Tech. Um, that game came right down the wire against Clemson. They could have tied the game or even won the game. 
there. Well, they could have tied the game at the end if they would have got the two-point conversion if they scored that final touchdown. Um, I know it was a crazy game with a two-hour delay, but that was impressive how well they did against Clemson. Um, Clemson's defense, obviously, is insanely good, but their offense is still a work in progress, as everybody saw on Saturday. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, and certainly, you know, we could probably, and Jeff and I probably could go down, and I'm sure you could go down as an auctioneer for this question, too, at least on the most disappointing team, because there certainly certainly were other candidates there. I mean, I'm sure Pittsburgh is thinking, hold my beer, right? <laughs> I'm thinking, right? I mean, to a degree, I'm being a little, Correct. little facetious to say that, right? Miami is probably thinking, okay, yeah, we didn't really do that hot, but then Michigan State may be a heck of a lot better than people think. You know, right? I mean, so, yeah. you know. Michigan, it, Michigan State's been much more impressive this year than I ever thought they would be. I thought they were going to be like a four-win team this year, and they've already won three games in the first three weeks. So what do I know? <laughs> right, right. I mean, and, and, right. And, and, you know, so, I mean, it, it, there certainly are a handful of a handful of teams that have have uh, have honorable, uh, honorable mentions there. So, uh, Jeff, man, you're up, man. All right, thanks, Matthew. Uh, let's go ahead and look at, forward to uh, week four. Uh, Steve, which ACC football game are you looking forward to the most in this upcoming week? Yeah, the, the, it's actually two games. I'm really looking forward to the Clemson-North Carolina State game on Saturday, uh, the 25th, but um, for obvious reasons. I think Clemson, we'll see how they got a good NC State. If this was ever – if there was ever a year NC State could – could pull the upset. This has got to be the year. I mean, Clemson looks acceptable. Uh, they, you know, they had a close game against Georgia Tech. They lost to Georgia. Uh, it, this could be the game. NC State kind of like laid an egg against uh, Mississippi State a couple weeks ago, but the other two games they won handily. So we'll see if they're up for the challenge on Saturday. Uh, the other game I'm interested in is Wake Forest at Virginia on Friday night. Uh, Wake Forest started the season 3-0 and now. They beat Florida State again. How quality of a win was that? based on how Florida State starts to the season. And Virginia played well for a good portion of the game against North Carolina, but ended up looking like they got blown out. But the game was a lot closer than the final score indicated. So I, I think Virginia can pull the upset on Friday night in Charlottesville. Um, we'll see. Um, I think it definitely de- depends on, you know, what team shows up, if the team that shows up for a good portion of the North Carolina game or the team that shows up for the bad portion of the North Carolina game toward the end. So those are my two, te- two games I'm targeting this weekend. I tell you, a couple, you know, a couple of the thoughts I got on on, on a couple of games this week is, is Missouri and Boston College uh, is one. Uh, the the Yerkovic injury um, kind of put a, you know, has has Jeff Hapley, you know, trying to get that offense going. But they are three and zero, and you know, in the ACC, if you don't lose to an inferior team, you've already got a leg up on on a most of the rest of the conference, and then. And Boston College is taking care of business, and and this is an opportunity. If they if they win this game, you know they're probably going to be back in the top 25, and it sets up a, a, a huge matchup the next week with uh, you know a Clemson team. You've already talked about how how vulnerable they've looked, and uh, another game that I'm I'm keeping an eye on is, is Louisville and, and Florida State. Um, you know, last week Louisville, you know, beat a very good Central Florida team, which is is one of the bigger wins I think of of Scott. Satterfield's tenure there at, at, at Louisville. I mean, UCF was on the fringe of the top 25, uh, had already beaten Boise State this year, and, and that's probably going to be, um, you know, an 8, 9, or 10 win team. And, you know, 
Louisville came out of the gate with a, with a disappointing loss to Ole Miss, but I think Ole Miss might be better than we expected, and they could really send Florida State season, you know, spiraling completely out of control if it already isn't. I mean, they could very well uh, the Noles will drop to 0 and 0 and 4 uh, with a loss there. So let's see. I, I want to see if Louisville can really build on that UCF win. Um, Malik Cunningham in that game was fighting cramps in the second half, and, and just put a heroic effort and and you know, arguably the best, you know, non-conference win for an ACC team this year because uh, I think I think the win was better than Pittsburgh's win at Tennessee because uh, I think UCF is, is a top 25 caliber team that, that Louisville defeated. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. All right, before we move on to, to question four, just want to remind everyone we're sponsored by Main Street Pharmacy in Blacksburg, Virginia. They're at 301 Main Street, um, Suite 107 in Blacksburg, Virginia, 24060. You can follow Main Street Pharmacy on Twitter at Main Street Farm. That's M-A-I-N-S-T-R-E-E-T-F-A-R-M. All right, Steve, uh, which ACC team could be on upset alert in week four if they're caught uh, looking ahead to a game on their schedule or otherwise just sleepwalking on the field? Uh, my choice would be Miami. Um, I know they play Central yep. Connecticut State this coming weekend, and they've been um, – of course, they got beat by Alabama's number one team, and you saw what Alabama even getting past Florida. Um, but also, I, I mean, you could say that Miami could be 0-3. They could have lost that game to Appalachian State very easily, and then they got blown out this past weekend by Michigan State. So I think if Miami doesn't come 100% ready to play like this is the Super Bowl, they're, <laughs> they're definitely on upset alert. So <laughs> – uh, and they could be looking ahead to the month of October where they have games against North Carolina, among others. And I, I think Miami just needs to come ready to play and expecting a war, or, or else they're they're definitely on upset alert. So they they haven't looked good at it all this season. So that would be my choice. Yeah, I, I don't think any ACC team is is in any position to overlook anyone on their schedule. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> lower division, a group of five team. Uh, you know, FF. Uh, FBS uh, teams, uh, you can't look overlook anyone because we've seen a lot of, uh, you know, upsets, teams that were team, uh, an ACC team was 19, 20, 25 point favorite and still didn't up losing the game. So, uh, yeah, if, if Miami's not ready to play and they lose that game, whew, uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't think Manny Diaz makes it out of a. <laughs> makes it back, makes it back to Miami if they lose that one. You you got to be ready for every single game. Yeah, I, I agree. There's only 12 games a season, and you, you really got to come to play each week. I mean, you see in the world of college football on a weekly basis on, a, on a, any given Saturday. You see, I always say any given Sunday in the NFL, any given Saturday, what can happen if you don't come ready to play? No matter who you're playing, you ask, just ask Pittsburgh, like you said last weekend, what yesterday, what happened? So, <laughs> oh yeah, Western Carolina. I mean, just when we, well. When you think that that Pittsburgh, you know, actually can put some consistency together, they they kind of go back on brand and you know lose a game that they're not supposed to lose. That Western Carolina loss was, was, was well, what, what, Western Michigan. Western Michigan. Western yeah. Michigan. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for correcting me. I mean, just a you know just a sloppy performance. Uh, defense played very poorly in that game. Um, I mean, you could very well see Pittsburgh going on and losing four you know, three or four or five more games, but then beating Clemson later in the year, that's, that's, that's who they are. And, and, you know, whether that's, that's good enough for Narduzzi to stay around. I mean, he's got a great, 
you know, resume of wins, but also just some particularly galling losses. Uh, we have to see. I mean, this was a real opportunity for them to make noise in the ACC and just, you know, we're not ready to play. So anyone, any day, just like you said. All right, Steve, let's step out of the ACC for a bit here. Which national uh, FBS games are you looking forward to the most this week? Uh, and we're wide open on this question, and, and you know, give us the winner of that game or two. Uh, a little bit of a light schedule nationally, but you know, still, some, still a couple of really tr- intriguing games. Yeah, I have to say my number one choice would have to be the Arkansas-Texas A&M game, which is a neutral field at AT&T Stadium where the Cowboys play. Um, I, I think A&M with the quarterback being injured, I, I, I'm going to go with Arkansas. I, they look really good this year. They beat Texas. I mean, I, I think this is the Razorbacks. The head coach, Sam Pittman, has done a great job. I, I have them winning that game. I think it'll be very close, but I think Arkansas is going to win that game. Um, I, I think that's a big game on the schedule. I think Arkansas is going to come back victorious. Another game that's actually nationally uh, that's not getting maybe as much, much recognition is in a Big Ten game is Rutgers at Michigan. It's only at 3.30 on ABC. And, I mean, Rutgers has played well this, this season. They haven't really played anybody yet. So this would be their first test. Um, Greg Sciano is quickly building back that program. Obviously, he was the right coach. They were they were terrible since he left until he got back there. <laughs> and they, they were okay last year during COVID. So, I, I mean, Rutgers could definitely win – enough games to get in the bowl this season. Um, we'll see how they do against Michigan. I know Michigan's always – Michigan's look good this year, but you never know. They, they, can, they can fall in these trap games and, and, and you know, even, at, even in the big house and suffer a loss. So, uh, it'd be interesting to see how that one plays out, but I, I think Rutgers can definitely pull the upset there. Yeah, and, and another game I'm looking at uh, nationally and is, is, is Notre Dame at Wisconsin. And I'm looking at their schedule – uh, I know they're three and zero, but there is absolutely no chance they're coming out of the next three weeks unscathed. Uh, they got to go at Wisconsin this weekend, then they got to play Cincinnati, and then they got to play at Virginia Tech, and after that they got to play USC. And I, I don't think it's out of the question they could lose two or three of those four games. But I, I don't think uh, you know Notre Dame's. I mean, any team that went to overtime with the Florida State team that we we know what they're all about. Um, they struggle with Toledo. Um, I, they play a little bit better against Purdue, but I think if Notre Dame can somehow escape Wisconsin this weekend, they're not making it past Cincinnati and and Virginia Tech and and USC. It it's time to kind of expose that team, and I think it's very likely it happens this weekend against Wisconsin. But there there is no chance. They're getting through the next four games uh, unscathed. Uh, going into Camp Randall, I remember week one, uh, it was just wall-to-wall, you know, the the crowd scenes out of, out of Wisconsin, Virginia Tech, and Florida State had a great scene against Notre Dame. Um, I'm, really, I'm really intrigued to see if, if Notre Dame can pull that off. And if they do, you know, hats off to them, but no way they're getting through the next – two or three weeks after that. Yeah, well, this game, the game this weekend is a neutral field in Soldier Field, Chicago. So this is a neutral field. Oh, game. yeah. Yeah, so uh, is, is the game, the game they play, they play Cincinnati at home, is the game against VTech at, in Blacksburg? Uh, the game in Virginia Tech is in Blacksburg. In Blacksburg, yeah. That's going to be a really difficult game for them to win. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I, You've I agree with me a couple times on here tonight, so... Thanks for keeping. I'm looking right at it. It says Soldier Field, but it has at Wisconsin. I, I only know I only know that for sure because I I, I 
connected with a gentleman on Twitter, and we um, at the game I went to on Saturday, I went to the Boston College Temple game, and he was at the game too. We talked, and he said he was going to the game. He was a Wisconsin fan, and he's possibly going to the game. And it was, I was like, is it Notre Dame? He's like, no, no, it's actually at Soldier Field where the Bears play. It's just a neutral field game that they were supposed to play last year, but COVID stopped it. So then he said he, he was possibly going this year. So, you know. It's also very – I'm sorry to interrupt. Apologize. Go ahead. No, that's that's I was finished. That's that's how I knew. That's the only reason I knew that. So, okay, I mean it's All very right. possible. Oh, good. It's very possible that that game in Blacksburg with Notre Dame could be an evening game too. I mean it's it it could be really it could be a really significant evening time slot. Yeah, I agree. I think that could definitely be a like a seven thirty eight o'clock kickoff because um, that's going to be one of the best games of that weekend. And, and Cincinnati, I, I see the schedule. This, what time this, they play Cincinnati the previous weekend? Because that could that could also be. Um, it's yeah. The, I'm looking at the time now. The Notre Dame Virginia Tech game on the ninth Saturday the ninth is to be determined. I'm sure Cincinnati will be if not at late afternoon start. It could be an evening kickoff as well because Cincinnati's a top ten team. But yeah, that, I, I Cincinnati looked really good to me so far this year. So I can definitely see them beating Notre Dame on the first weekend of October. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, Steve, let's play ACC coaches hot seat. Um, you know, rank the ACC coaches from from hot out the door to cold. And unfortunately, with the start of the ACC, there, there's a lot of ACC coaches that um, you know are not endearing themselves to their to their fan bases. And in fact, I think there's only maybe three or four of them where the where the fan bases are are saying, you know, all right, I want to keep my coach. Uh, there's a lot of lot of unhappy fan bases out there. Yeah, I got the most – I got the the coaches I got on the hottest seat are Pittsburgh, and, of course, that seat got 100 times warmer after last weekend's loss. I don't, I don't think they were happy with the, with the team going into the season um, from what I saw, but the Pittsburgh Panthers. Um, Duke, I think that seat's hot, but – they had a quality win over the weekend against Northwestern, so we'll see now that they got to start getting into ACC play. Now they got a trap game on Saturday night against uh, – next Saturday night, this coming Saturday night against Kansas. We'll see how they do there. But then they have all the ACC opponents uh, going after that. Uh, Miami, I, I a coach on the hot seat. I mean, they're, they're one and two, and they theoretically could be 0 and 3. I mean, they really can't barely beat Appalachian State uh, in week two. Um, Louisville, I, I, think, I think he's done a good job so far this season, but – We'll see. I mean, after that blowout loss at the beginning of the season, Ole Miss. I mean, Ole Miss is a really solid, you know, top 25 team. But, I mean, they got garnered some back with the fact that they beat um, UCF last Friday night. Uh, Syracuse is one that's not probably not as hot. But I think, you know, I think the coach, that coach is relatively on the hot seat. Of course, they haven't played, you know, ACC competition yet. So we'll see how they fare when they do. And then, of course, the VTech, I think, seat was hot before the season. I know that the opening win against um, North Carolina, cold things a bit, and, of course, close loss against West Virginia this past Saturday. Those, those are me, the coaches that are most on the hot seat. All right. Uh, Matthew, I'm going to turn it over to you as we uh, close out the podcast. All right. All right. It's open microphone time, Stephen. Sorry, sorry, excuse me. What do you got for us, man? I mean, this is the this is the hot time where you get to talk about any topic that you want. The floor is yours. Okay, um, I guess I can talk to you guys about what do you, what are your thoughts um, about the college football playoff? And I know we're getting to September the nineteenth today. How do you do? You think um, they're going to vote on expansion to twelve teams? 
uh, I guess, number one. And number two, um, what are both your thoughts on um, Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC in the next couple of years and expansion in college football now that the Big 12 is going to expand back to 12 teams after losing the two of them and going to eight? Yep, you go ahead on this because you have been blogging about this extensively, <laughs> and this is this is your this is your territory. Let's hear it. All right, so I'll, I'll take that as I'll take this as my open mic to. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think that they're going to come to a final resolution um, during that during that time uh, in the next uh, when they have that vote, and and the reason is because of the the Oklahoma Texas move to the to the SEC, um, if the alliance really works, and we talked about this uh, about a month ago, if the, if the alliance is really you know, put together where they're going to be a voting block between the Pac-12, ACC, uh, and the Big Ten, uh, they're, they're going to pump the brakes on this proposal, which was done largely between um, you know, Greg Sankey, uh, SEC Commissioner Jack Swarbuck, of the AD Commissioner, at Notre Dame, or the AD of, at Notre Dame, and uh, Bowlesby, the Big 12 commissioner, and then a, a group of five uh, AD who, whose name escapes me at the moment. Uh, so those four put together this proposal, um, you know, really with, with not that much input from, you know, from the other conferences. So I think they're going to, I think they're going to pump the brakes on it a, a, a little bit, um, also because um, if they were to put something together, um, it, it would kind of put ESPN in the position to extend out the the their playoff playoff rights, and there's the possibility if they can delay this, it could go back out to the open market, which is not something ESPN would really want. But that move with Oklahoma and uh, Texas to the SEC, you know, it's put a, it's built a lot of distrust, and uh, you know, with what the SEC is doing. You know how involved is ESPN, so I, I'm not sure if they're going to change the format all that much. But it wouldn't surprise me if they come back with a counter proposal of eight teams, for example, of of, of five uh, you know Power Five champions, a couple wild cards in, a, in the highest ranked group of five. I, I think that move of Oklahoma to Texas kind of you know torpedoed the playoff structure going through very quickly. So it, it's kind of like uh, Sankey and the SEC won the battle. I mean, of course, any conference that would have had the opportunity uh, to get Oklahoma and Texas would have done it, but it, it might have put uh, it might have caused the brakes to be pumped a little bit on some of the other things they want. Uh, you could see, and I don't know if they'd really go for this, but you could see, you know, also a cap on the number of of um, Teams from a particular conference being in the in the playoffs, you could see, uh, you know, not just the highest rated Power Five teams. You could see it be auto bids. So I I, I believe you're going to see some changes to the proposal, and all of it stemmed from Oklahoma and and Texas uh, moving to the SEC. Uh, regarding the Big Twelve, you know, there's no way you replace two brands like that, but I think they did pretty well um, with what was available to. To get uh, uh, BYU, Houston, uh, UCF, and uh, Cincinnati, I think but those were probably the best brands that were available. Or you know, four of the five or six biggest brands out there. You know, that's still a, a fairly quality uh, conference. Now, whether that can really hold the conference together in the long term, 
Um, you know, I, I don't know if it can, but I think it was as good as move as they, they could have made given what, what happened. No, I agree. I, mean, I, I think agree. the big ball. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I can go. I mean, I think the Big 12 made a, made a good counter move after they lost um, Texas and Oklahoma, and they, they got, the like you said, they got the best that was out there. As for the playoff, I, I still think maybe they expand. Maybe they just don't go as far as 12, maybe the 6 or 8. Uh, I guess we're going to see. I know they have had a vote scheduled for some time later in September where they're all going to meet uh, either virtually or in person to discuss it. Um, but I know that did throw a big wrench in – everything when Texas and Oklahoma left. And I, I honestly think, and this is my two cents, but I don't think Texas and Oklahoma, I know they thought, hey, tougher games, but I, I think if they don't expand the playoff, I mean, they're in a worse situation than they, are, they were already in because now you're going to the SEC where you're probably each going to lose. Texas can't even win the Big 12. No offense. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're now going to lose a couple games a year, two, three games a year, if not more, and they're not even going to, if the playoff doesn't expand the 12, they're not going to have any chance to get into it. Oklahoma's slightly different. Oklahoma's made the playoffs a couple times, but I don't know. I just don't – I know I know they're thinking and the fact that, you know, bigger conference, more money, everything in that regard, but now it's going to be tougher for, I think, both of them to make the college football playoff unless they do expand it to, like, 12 teams or more. So I pretty much agree with everything that you guys said. I mean, the one, the one caveat that I'll say, and, and Jeff's blogged about this, and we've talked about it a lot on Twitter, Steve and Jeff, but the – that pack, the Pac-12 ACC Big Ten Alliance. We didn't really talk about that as much, but that's that's going to be the big the big you know the big the big break in the car on how on substantial changes I think to the college football playoff. I mean that 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 was a good move for those schools to get together in in that in that alliance and it and it and and it and that's the vehicle vehicle that I I think will be used. To implement some of those changes that Jeff was talking about in terms of you know number of teams, in terms of you know the, a cap on the cap on the number of teams from conferences and that sort of thing. I mean, I, I I mean they they got together pretty quickly in that alliance after that you know after Oklahoma after the after Oklahoma and Texas uh, you know going to the SEC with, with that power vacuum power vacuum in terms of leadership in the in the conferences that was a pretty big you know is a pretty you know actually a pretty quick move on the alliance and that. That may help, you know, a number of things as it comes to the college football play. Uh, as, it, as it comes to the college football playoff, um, I want to ask you guys my question for my open mic. Um, I just saw that Virginia Tech and Notre Dame are on the ACC network on October 9th. I'm going to ask both of you folks. I'll ask you first, Steve. What do you think about that? Because personally, I think that that should be on a much wider distribution network but i understand why nbc doesn't have it right because this is a home game for virginia tech i i get that there are other games that week and i was running through the schedule i, I, I was running through the schedule of games that week uh, that that's gone to state weekend right that saturday you know the games began october that thursday uh, uh october 7th but the games on that Saturday, you know, some of the big matchups. I'll throw I'll throw out a few of them, right? I mean, you've got you've got um, Arkansas and Ole Miss. They're both double-digit ranked teams. That's probably not going to be an evening game. Yeah, Penn State and Iowa. I'm almost certain that's going to be the ABC matchup, right? And True. then yeah. you've got, then you've got. Uh, Alabama and Texas A&M, that's probably going to be the ESPN matchup because they're kind of the home of the SEC. So I suspect, though, that they could have, personal opinion, 
They could have thrown that into a 3.30 time slot on any of the ESPN family networks to give it a larger distribution. Uh, that's my personal opinion. I'm, I'm Not to say that I'm not happy to see the ACC network get a showcase game like Virginia Tech and Notre Dame, but I thought that that was kind of a I didn't think that, that I don't think that's very good. So I want to <laughs> I want to get your thoughts, Steve. Let's hear it. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I, I, I'm very surprised. I and you just told me that. I didn't know that. So yeah, I'm looking at it right here, ACC Network. I mean, the only thing I can think is maybe they, of course, they haven't, you know, put the time up yet. Maybe they already promised both schools that they would have that as the prime time, seven thirty, eight o'clock game on the network. Um, looking, yeah. I don't know what game they put on there. I mean, Florida State plays at North Carolina. I mean, that's not. That's not that great of an AC game. Georgia Tech, Duke, uh, Virginia, Louisville. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine Wake Forest, Syracuse. I can't imagine that's not on it being on the AC network. I can't imagine that game is not on at seven thirty, eight o'clock in the evening. I mean, and maybe oh, they did prom- yeah. promise the school, oh, promise yeah. Notre Dame, and promise Virginia. That's that's all I can think of. Yeah. I mean, it's okay to have it at night, but I guess my point is that's a big. You know, when I say wider distribution, I'm oh, talking you mean about ABC something. Oh, you got it, man. I'm talking about something because right now, today, and Jeff knows this, we've been, gosh, we've been talking about this, ad, even following Jeff and I, Steve, we've been talking about this ad nauseum on Twitter, on the blog, that the deal's not done with Comcast yet for the ACC network. And that should, I mean, you know this living up in the Baltimore area. I know this living in Northern Virginia. I mean, in fact, in Virginia, this is the largest cable provider provider in our state, and it is probably the largest cable provider in the greater DMV area. And having that, a game of that of that stature on the ACC network is, I think, a disservice to the teams. Not not to say that I'm not happy that it's on the net on the network, but there should be a wider distribution in the fact that that contract is not done yet with Comcast. And that's just my personal opinion on that. I mean, I'm hoping. Hoping with hope, right, that, you know, that that contract gets, you know, that they get something done here pretty quick on that network. But, uh, you know, anyway, those are my, those are my, those are my thoughts there. Jeff, Jeff, I'll get your thoughts on that. And then we'll go back to Steve and get his thoughts on that. But I'm, 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 I'm upset about that. (laughs) Go ahead, Jeff. Well, I I think it's, it's, it's pretty similar to, um, you know, if you, if you go back a number of years when, when ESPN2 launched and, uh, you know, they put the Duke and North Carolina basketball game on there to try to drive viewership and and also during the, the launch of that network. So I, I think, you know, like you said, that's a marquee game. Um, there's, a, there's a decent chance that it could be two, two ranked teams, especially uh, I expect Virginia Tech to beat Rich, Richmond this week and, and, and maybe be on the edge of the pole or find themselves right outside. But it, it, regardless, it's going to be a big game. Um, but I think one of the reasons it's going to be on the ACC network is going to be because I expect Comcast to be launched uh, at that time, which would, would kind of mitigate the distribution of what you're talking about, where you know not, not a lot of people are, are with, having the network. You get Comcast on board and and – it's going to have a pretty good reach. And I think they're doing that, uh, you know, to drive the Virginia state of Virginia, who I know, I think that's a Comcast state. And then also Notre Dame um, kind of the way they did the Duke and North Carolina uh, basketball game in the early nineties with, with ESPN too. I would be very surprised 
if that game is not going to be available to Comcast customers. Because uh, then if, if that were the case, then I would also be quite confused about what they were trying to accomplish uh, by, by putting that game on the ACC network. So I, I expect that's, that's part of that. Boy, I hope so. I hope so. Let's get your thoughts there, Steve. I, I, I like I like Jeff's logic, but I'm I'm I, I've been Lucy done this, as they say with Charlie Brown, too many times in the football. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I didn't know I didn't know that you know. Of course, ACC Network wasn't part of Comcast. I apologize. I have actually have Directv, and I've had the ACC Network since the beginning. So, but I can see your point, especially consider, considering that. The Pac-12 network, not that I watch a million Pac-12 games, but it's been out for five years now, maybe longer. And DirecTV, who's a national provider, has yet to get the Pac-12 network. I don't understand why. Maybe they have less viewership along the West Coast and don't figure it's necessary. But, um, you know, I talked to them one time about the phone, on the phone about it, and they said, well, they're, they're, they were talking to them, but that it kind of fell through, and they've not really resumed negotiations. So I, I didn't know that, and you have a great point that if, if it's not, Comcast hasn't picked it up, the AC Network, it's a huge deal that you'd have to go to a bar or somewhere to watch the game. You couldn't watch it in the company of your home. So, yeah, and now I do see your point. I definitely think it should be on a broader platform. And maybe ESPN probably figures they're going to have, like you said, bigger games that Saturday night. So they figure, okay, we'll give it to the ACC Network, and they'll be able to show it in prime time where ESPN or ESPN2 wouldn't be able to because of a couple SEC and Big Ten games. I am going to a friend that night who has it as part of his YouTube TV package. I just want to make sure you know that. My fallback. That's my fallback, right? I am doing that. But, I mean, I would, you know, as much as I pay Comcast, I would like to be able to watch this in my home. And I'm hoping Jeff is right that this is just just a marketing gimmick because it, 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 hasn't, it hasn't gone well. And I've I blogged about Comcast multiple times on this on this. Site. Uh, man, Steve, thank you so much for coming on the All Sports Discussion ACC podcast. We really appreciated you coming on this show. Uh, tell it, you know, give, we want to make sure you give you a, give give you a plug one more time, man. So tell tell us tell us where you're at on on the internet and tell us where you're at on uh, on Twitter. Okay, you're welcome for uh, thanks for having me on the show. I'm happy to be on anytime. Uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Steve Eagle S T E V E H I E G E L. Um, follow me on there. I post every day, a couple times a day, if I can. And also the website www.justcollegefootball.net. Uh, be more great things to come as we move through the season. All right. Have a great week, guys. Thanks so much. Take care. You too. Take Thank care, you guys. guys. Bye.